0: The Portobello Book Festival is a much more intimate affair than its international cousin during August, but it regularly attracts quality writers, such as the Queen of Crime, Valmet Dermot, or the Scots macker of Hannah Lavery, for example, as well as local authors like Graham Howard or Kirsty Oxley. The programme is put together by a committee of nine local people, who start work in each new festival almost as soon as the current one is finished. Some of them have been involved right from the start, 15 years ago, One of them is Bill Jameson, who I met back on Monday, shortly after he'd spent a busy hour handing out tickets at the library. With him was Joanne Baird, who has been the voice of the festival, at least here in the podcast, for the last couple of years or so. I started by asking Bill about what was needed to keep the momentum going through the years.
1: I think just because every year there's always new books out and new authors to deal with. I think now we also we get approached by as many people as we approach them, if you know what I mean. People get in touch with us and saying they'd like to be involved, and we also have when we meet up, we think who who else we'd like to try and get involved. We make it clear to everyone that it's a free festival. It's always at the library because we will talk about the library in a minute, I think. But you know, we want to support the library, but also so we've got no rent at the library, so we can put it on for free and we're just a group of volunteers so we're happy to do it and people accept that community base of it there being just for the wider community to come along to so it generates its own energy over the 15 years there's so a, lot, a
2: lot of enthusiasm amongst the the volunteers you know the the makeup of the organizing committee has changed a bit over the years a few folk have left a few new people have come but there's always that enthusiasm for books basically and we just want to share that with the community
0: Bill, you mentioned the library, because that is a really important community resource for the whole
1: of Portobello. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I think libraries throughout the city are as well. And we're very keen to support our local library there. Joanne and I were just in there this morning, and it's interesting just to see what else was going on. There was a wee group of toddlers that came in for a book session, and then there's a group of elderly people. I can't remember what the HomeLink Home group who come in so talk talk about books and they're welcoming the cake as well. We <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is. It's to support the library, but it does so much more there for a lot of other facilities. It, it hands out there both bus passes and hearing aids and free sanitary products. So it's a it's a community resource as well as being the, the library there. So we want to support it and make sure it it remains open because all local. Services are under under threat from, from cuts. The, the council's got a very difficult decision to try and balance their budget. So we want to make sure the libraries kept in their minds there.
2: And the, the library staff are a huge support throughout the festival. You know, even just simply today when we went in, they had the table set up for us. They had our tickets ready to hand out. But you know, we, we really take over in that weekend in October, <laughs> and they're absolutely brilliant. They'll help us set up the chairs. They're, you know, some of the staff are there out of hours to help us tidy up get opened up, and they're, they're great, brilliant staff. Yeah, we couldn't
1: do it without them. We couldn't do it without them. Joanne, let's
0: turn to the festival itself. It's quite a, a really diverse group of subjects over the three days.
2: It's something we always pride ourselves on, that it is a very diverse festival. We say there, there will be something for everybody. You know, looking at the, the people who've come in this morning for tickets... Some people have only come in for one or two things that have interested them. That's great. Other people have gone away with handfuls. So, you know, we're obviously doing something right.
0: (laughs) Well, something that you mentioned just before we started recording was the fact that one of those uh, events, the one to do with Franco, Mm -hmm. has already been sold out.
1: It's nearly sold out just now, and this is the first day we had the tickets. It's been a big, big interest. Interestingly, that was actually on at the Edinburgh Book Festival, and I think they sold out there and we had local contacts. One of the women involved, Jenny, is actually from Portobello itself. So it's, it's got very local interest. The, the International Brigade, there's a big Scottish contingent. They were one of the largest contingents. So There's people who, whose parents or, or grandparents went from, certainly from Preston, Pans and Portobello. So that's um, generated a lot of interest there. So we're really looking forward to that one there.
0: Interestingly, there's, in a sense, the other side of that uh, fascist era. Mm where people like Jika Loning, for instance, are talking about the fact that their ancestors couldn't talk about being Jewish.
1: Yeah, again, I mean, it's great that we've got Jika involved, and again, Jika actually approached us. She's a Portobello resident and very involved in a lot of community activities there. When she pitched that to us, we thought this is really, really good event. And I think, again, you're right in terms of what's gone on in the last last century there. The the rise of fascism and the politics within Europe, it's brought so many things to the fore. We've got that one, we've also got the one on Belarus. The Belarus one came out of one of the contacts we had, again, with a local amnesty group. But So we're we're quite keen to support any other activities going on, and, as Joanne said, have a broad brush of a a programme there. From Spain to Belarus to um, Poland, I think, it's it's quite a good range. Let's go a bit more cheerful.
0: (laughs) And, Joanne, there is one session which is dealing about feel-good fiction. And you also have the Portobello Book blog as well, so you actually read a lot of that anyway.
2: I do, yes. It's probably one of the, the genres that I read most, I would say, whether you want to call it women's fiction, contemporary fiction, commercial fiction... It's the books that you see a lot in the supermarket shelves. It's the books that fly off those supermarket shelves. And it's the books that are largely ignored when it comes to books of the year list or many other book festivals, including one not too far away from here. <laughs> and it's something I feel really passionately about because it's fiction that's written by women, for women, about women, largely read by women. And I think that's why it's not really considered as worthy, perhaps, as other genres. There's lots of crime fiction festivals... There is about to be an Edinburgh Women's Fiction Festival, which is fantastic, except it's on the same weekend as Portobello <laughs> Book Festival. But just as a, a statistic, romantic fiction outsells crime fiction by two to one. You look at reading lists sort of thing. Here's here's the books to read for summer, and you'll find non-fiction, and you'll find a separate one for crime fiction, but you won't find romantic fiction. It's just not covered so that there's a movement just now called Respect Romantic Fiction, which is organised by one of the publishers from Simon & Schuster. So there's a big push, and I'm doing my little bit by chairing (laughs) a session with with three authors who have written what's definitely feel-good fiction.
0: We're sticking with women. There's also a tour.
2: There is, yes. A tour being organised by Louise John and Fiona Watt and there are quite a few plaques around Portobello that celebrate the achievements of men and no reason why not to celebrate the achievements but there is only one to do with a woman which I think is in the High Street, is it? I can't quite think who it is. Of course, just, lots of women. That
0: tells its own story. It does, not it? Does, doesn't doesn't it, it? Yeah. It yeah you're right,
2: That's awful. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's looking at what women in Portobello... In the past have achieved and of course there are women in Portobello who have done many exciting things so you'll notice it's called her story that is not a spelling mistake it's taking the his out of history and making it her story
1: ironically enough they're meeting at the top of king's road So. <laughs> Which is a good place to meet because that's where the two organisers wanted to meet there so we could start their walk from there.
2: We we should point out as well that although in in general the festival is free for this particular event that donations are invited for women's aid.
0: There are a couple of significant historical events. The one to do with Hugh Miller Mm -hmm. and the one to do with, I think it's Jimmy McIntosh, both of whom... You were pointing at something. Yeah.
2: Historical thrillers as well.
0: And historical forget the fiction. <laughs> These are both individuals who made a significant contribution. Mm-hmm. I suppose with Hugh Miller, it's primarily with, with geology. Yes. But with Jimmy McIntosh, it's actually with disability rights and making sure that
1: people with disabilities actually are recognised for their humanity. And again, we were approached there by Tom Frank, who's a, who's a local resident and campaigner. And Tom is a, one of our... Um, comes to the book festival every year along with Catherine, his wife, and takes part. And Tom approaches about uh, Jimmy's life there. We again we said right, let's let's talk it through and let's see what we can do. And we've come up with that one there. So J- Jimmy was a campaigner for disability rights throughout his life there. Hugh Miller eventually, I mean, is he's, he's from the northeast, but he actually he died in Portobello. And last year we had another event which was related to, well, was about Hugh Miller as well. And this one came out of that. And Brian McLaughlin and Anna Talack were, were very keen to do have a conversation about Hugh Miller and his the eventful life he led and how groundbreaking he was. Joanne, yes. Let's go to that historical fiction. I like my
2: fiction
0: because <laughs> <laughs> that is quite an important part.
2: Yeah, so it's the closing event this year and three authors taking part in that and we've termed it historical thrillers. Two of them are actually based on events that did take place. Kate Foster's The Maiden and Sarah Smith's *Here No Evil take a real-life situation and then fictionalise it. D.V. Bishops, to the best of my knowledge, isn't. But what I thought was quite interesting when we were looking at putting the three of them together is that they've got three very different time periods. 16th century Florence, 17th century Edinburgh, 19th century Glasgow, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of uh, interesting discussion about you know, why these particular periods, why, what is it that attracts like, the authors to writing about these periods.
0: Coming back to the, the festival more in general, because mm-hmm. one of the things which a lot of people get a lot of pleasure from is not just meeting the authors, but buying their books as well. Mm-hmm. And the Portobello Bookshop will, I think, have its stand again.
1: Yeah, they'll have a stall there with all books on sale by all the authors and some of the chairs, the chairs who have written books, they'll be on sale there as well. We've got a great relationship with the Porto Bookshop. They're hosting the, the initial event, the event on a Thursday night, which, again, coincidentally, is an aspect of the Art Walk party where they're doing the, what's called plot to plate. And then the bookshop are putting on a book stall in the library from Friday through to Sunday, And they'll also have them in their own bookshop themselves as well. So they've been very, very good. They've been very supportive to us there. So there's a lot of collaboration going on throughout Portobello.
2: Well, that's community, isn't it?
1: We've got links with the town hall now, because we're trying to, hopefully, borrowing extra chairs from them. And we've also got an event in the Wash House, a writer's workshop. We also have an event in uh, Jameson's Gate, which is the independent living complex just past the Aldi. So it's all about connections and trying to just pull threads together. As Joanne said, the events are ticketed but free.
0: However, volunteers will be standing by the doors with buckets for donations in their hands. Although the writers and others give their time for free, they can claim travel and other expenses. Then there's the cost of printing the programmes and tickets, so the organisers hope that if you enjoyed the sessions, then you'll be happy to put your hand in your pocket. And that's it for another episode. If you have an idea about a project that might make a future episode, then please get in touch, either through social media or by email to theportypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.